We are live. Celtics post game show. Bobby Manning, Jimmy Toscano, Joe Sway. That was easy. <laughs> the uh, melodramatic yeah. John intro. I was waiting for it today. <laughs> that was easy. All right, so no, 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 look, all right, we'll get into it. But I mean, you know, we've been doing this for a while now, right? And uh, and we all before they played Toronto in the bubble game, Toronto's really good. And then they beat them, and they're like, "Yeah, they beat them." But Toronto's really good. And then you know, entering this series, when you know that you're going to get through the Sixers, you're like, "But Toronto's going to be tough." <laughs> at what point are we going to? I mean, I'm not saying Toronto's not tough, but at what point do you start to look at this matchup and say, "The Celtics might just have Toronto's number here." I mean, uh, this is two straight games that th- these two teams look completely mismatched, and this is a non-Hayward game. This thing was over and over early and no matter what even the Celtics did you know sure they shot the lights out but they played sloppy they had a bunch of turnovers they gave Toronto opportunities to get back into it they never did so Jimmy I'll start with you is it over it's effing over kid from the start (laughs) literally from the very start the one thing I'm gonna remember from this game is just Nick Nurse just sitting on the bench like Oh boy! Right when like, the foul happened, yeah, the third like, foul. I left yeah. Siakam <laughs> in. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah like, he up like this. Hand up. I screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's the one. And and honestly, the Celtics just they they went up from the very beginning, and it never felt like the Raptors were even back in the game. Like there was never that little mini run that they went on where you're like, here we go. The typical you know Celtics you know second half letdown. No, it was just an onslaught from the start. I. Th- and, and listen, I picked the Celtics in seven earlier uh, last week. So, you know, I, I, I'm not surprised to see them win the game, but I am obviously surprised to win them, for them to win this game by this, amount, uh, by this amount. But they just came out firing, and it felt like, listen, the one thing I thought the Celtics were going to be in trouble with was size. I never felt like they were overmatched out there. I never felt like there was mismatches. I actually thought that the Celtics were just working it up and down the court. Now, a lot of that has to do with, they hit, they hit their shots, and the Raptors missed like crazy in the first half. So it really allowed the Celtics to control that from start. Celtics coached a better game by far. Brad Stevens winning that foul battle early was essential. And yeah. when you see all those fouls flying, that's the sign of me of a team that's behind, a team that's out of position. And Toronto was defensively for much of this. I thought much of that had to do with starting Marcus All in this one and letting him ride for as long as they did. He didn't play well in this one at all. But I'm keeping the Raptors alive, and I, I picked them in this series, Jimmy. Coward. Two things are – Three things that give me confidence for that. I don't think you're going to get three Siakam fouls in another game in this series that early. The turnovers for Boston were way too high. Over 20 in this one. 21 turnovers. Toronto didn't take advantage of it. So they end up out of this game. They don't make advantage, take advantage of that second quarter run. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to make the adjustments in this one. I truly do. Nick Just Nurse isn't going to be blown away for the whole series. I don't think so no. either, but again, it's two in a row. Joe Sway, what do you think? Now we've seen him you know, twice, yeah, once in the bubble, once now. Let, let's get yours in, because Bobby's obviously wrong, and I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure we have a majority. I mean, I'm ready for the bounce back. This thing is far from over. I'm starting with Bobby, but I'm still sticking to my prediction. I still got Southern's in seven. That was my prediction, and I'm sticking with it. I still say Southern's in seven, and the big reason is the way they were able to disrupt the Raptors in that first quarter. I mean, you got to Pascal Siakam, who looked like he just thought he could just go in the paint and just bully the Celtics, but it didn't work. The Celtics did terrific. They played him terrifically um, on defense, whether it was in the switches. You saw Marcus Smart banging down low with him. Sammy! 
Where they came from? And he never found his rhythm. And so did you could say the, the same about Kyle Lowry. Now Kyle Lowry's interesting because he's he's defending Tatum, which I thought was an interesting decision by Nick Nurse. But he has no he's gas on the other end of the floor. I mean, he's running around trying to find his offense. And that just really catapulted everything from the beginning. I mean, it's something set the tone early and often from the beginning, and those guys just never got out of that funk. And even if they did, it was too little, too late. Yeah, and how much of that, again, we're always going to say it. You play a clean game, and I, I remember there was another game. It might have been the last Toronto game, honestly, where we kind of compared it to, like, Milwaukee game one where everything went right for you. Milwaukee mm-hmm. game one last year. Everything goes right for you. Everything goes bad for them. It looks great when your shots fall, when theirs don't, because you can credit mm-hmm. your defense for creating pressure. And, yes, sure, Ojale is there, and he was bodying up Siakam. They did a good job, you know, not get letting him get what he wants. But a couple of those were rim outs. They fall. You know, this game's a little bit closer. You stay in it. That's what I kind of wonder is, you know, not just Siakam. Siakam was certainly bad, but you're talking about Van Fleet was terrible. Right. Uh, oh, offensively, at least, yeah. you know. Well, you look at his defense, too. He's chasing Jalen Brown around, you know. Right. Like, this is a tough matchup for the Wings for, for Toronto, you know. The Celtics certainly have the have the edge in, the, from the, in that department. The Celtics knew they had to get back on defense, too. When you saw Toronto kill them with the transition early in the second when Ibaka almost got the three straight scoring plays there, and then they get back. They put the emphasis on getting back. I think that's a big reason Ennis Cantor didn't play today is because they knew that's a guy who can't get back on defense. And Uh, here he goes. They were able to – You you know where this goes next, though, by the way. From from Cantor, you know where we're going right after this. To Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because we've we've teased the people long enough not talking – there was – talk on the text thread about leading with uh leading with <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding these, okay these, it started these, bad it started bad though you saw those two threes fly over his head and you're like uh-uh. the, the full oh, rob williams man. experience he 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 allows he allows Ibaka to shoot two threes great i mean right, and, and then the third one he jumps out like you know like, like he'd never played defense in his life before. And Ibaka's like, uh, this is called an up fake. And just walks around him into the lane. He was like almost looking back at him like, He's dude, like, I'm, okay. over, I'm over here. And walks all that – Walks the, the Rodman draws a foul, and you're like, "Oh boy!" You know, like he, he, you know. he does the Rodman bouncing on the rebounds and starts falling all over himself. It's oh, yeah, <laughs> right. He just looks right. He looks sloppy, but then he's throwing freaking standing windmill in the lane. Just you know, dropping him in. You know, and and, and I remember there was one great exchange where Abaka, you know, had played some defense, and they uh, Doris Burke started talking about like he used to be an elite shot blocker, you know, yeah. uh, you know, but not anymore. And then comes the other end, and Williams just whomp bam, you. <laughs> picks, picks one out of the sky, you know. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's this is obviously we talked about round one was a Cantor series. This is probably a Rob Williams series, which is kind of interesting that the Celtics can do that. You know, it's almost like I hate drawing the comparison. It's almost like Patriot like one game you can like you can play Smash. It's nice when you can play different gears and different styles, you know. And in this case, this helps them here. And it, you know, the rotations were a little different, and Time Lord acquitted himself nicely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Man. And you Absolutely. need that energy off the bench. The Celtics need that from their second unit. And right. he was the first guy off the bench. You know, Brad Stevens made it crystal clear. Look, I'm going with you. And he didn't disappoint. I mean, he stuck with it. You give up two back-to-back threes, and you would – most younger players in that situation, game one, the Houston Conference semifinals, you know, that, that's going to stay in your head for quite a bit. But he didn't let it, you know. And you got to give him props. I mean, let's see the adjustments that Toronto does, though, next series, though. I mean, next game, too, because uh, they weren't they weren't anticipating that. I don't think so. Yeah. Hey, Celtics bigs. I mean, we talk about Williams, but Tice today. I mean, unbelievable yeah. Tice, performance bring him up. from Tice. It's, we've gone too long in this video without bringing him up because he was 
he could have been their MVP of the game. I mean, this is a guy that, listen, he, we all watched him go as best he could with Joel Embiid. And, you know, that center position, that center battle is just an important one. I mean, we talked about how big the Raptors can be. And I just thought he more than held his own today. It was at 15 rebounds that he finished with um, right, right mm-hmm. around that number. So, I mean, absolutely huge game from him. And just a player that he's almost like Marcus Smart in a way where he's kind of an X factor. Like, you know how deep this Celtics starting lineup is. And Tice is obviously, typically, you know, when when Gordon Hayward's in the game, he's thought of as the distance fifth starter. But, I mean, this is a guy that when he's on and when he's effective, I mean, really, I would expect the Celtics to go into a bit of a cruise control in this series if you're getting that to Daniel Tice game in game out jimmy is someone gonna bring you a drink soon or are you uh like you have like something yeah i hope so it's a little windy here that's my only complaint i'm looking for an um there's an umbrella drink just right off camera here in two weeks it's gonna snow my own own private island i'm in i'm in the bubble actually i'm just outside the unit right now this is what the players (laughs) you left early he was so confident that you left in the third quarter to take to take the good seat Daniel Tice, let me keep it going because I want to, you know, spill it all over John talking about him being undersized and stuff. <laughs> you, you realize um, everything nice you could say about him still holds true if we accept yeah. the fact that he actually is small for a center. He is. 15 <laughs> rebounds sounds big to me. <laughs> yeah, but look at that move he made on uh, Marcus All though. Marcus yeah. All, Marcus a year ago, tall. he doesn't go on to defend that three. Yeah. He's... He was so good on the boards, the positioning, the defense, the transition block he had, too, in the third quarter was awesome, and the passing. I thought he had a great dish out to Jalen Brown for a three, another dip over the top of the defense that Tatum botched inside when Tatum got going slow, and Tatum, one of four to nine of 18. Yeah, what a he was sloppy. He he, I mean, he was yeah. he, I, 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 he played really, really loose, and a couple of times where, like, a couple of those times where Toronto started to creep back in uh, or, you know, got it to like 10, 11, 12. And you're just – and Tatum always felt like he was somewhere in the middle of that, like taking a bad shot or turning a ball over, just being a little loose with it. I think he – I mean, again, even his bad games are good games, but you're, you're nitpicking there. But there was – you know, he did not play his best game overall, I don't think, tonight. And I think that's a product of him playing against a defense that gives you three different looks, as they did, the zone, the hedging, the dropping. And uh, that screwed him up quite a bit, especially passing that back line. He had one that went right over everybody out of yeah. bounds. You know, he had four, he had, yeah, go ahead, Jim, Josue, sorry. No, I was going to say, that, that's the thing about these two teams, though. I mean, when you look at the Toronto Raptors, like, yeah, we've seen it time and time again where they go into these huge runs and they can really, you know, erase a deficit. But they don't really – they don't have to ride the back of one person. And right. sometimes when you have someone like Jason Tatum for the Celtics, like, that's a great – asset to have because those 17 points in the third quarter i mean we could have seen this thing go down to the wire if it wasn't for that if you really think about it i mean those 17 points went a long way for the celtics and like uh john said you know to your point when when the raptors made that 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 little comeback or seemed like they were gonna you know start cutting their deficit to at least nine or eight points here comes tatum again you know in that fourth quarter and you know end of the third quarter and it was just too much of a a cushion for the for the uh, raptors to come back from yeah, and yeah. I thought like shut this, the game down. The Celtics they they rode players for stretches throughout a game, but they didn't need a superstar performance from any one individual player in order to win this game. I mean, they, they, their high scores today were 21 points. If you're the yeah. Raptors, you can't be feeling good about that because you got absolutely murdered today. 
and nobody took over the game for the Celtics, you know, from a start to finish type performance. I mean, they were just coming from all angles, and that's kind of why I picked the Celtics in seven. When their starting lineup is on, listen, they're not going to beat you with their depth. They had an eight-man rotation today. Robert Williams was commendable. Shemi Ojale was commendable. Brad, uh, Brad Wanamaker, commendable. All guys did exactly what they needed to do when they were in the game. But the Celtics rely on their starters, and every single one of them answered the bell today. I mean, yeah, we can talk about Jalen Brown didn't have a great performance. But, you know, he did what he needed to do. He, he did, you know, uh, extend that lead early on in the first quarter. Him and Marcus Smart were, were hitting some big shots. And when Marcus Smart's three-pointers were falling early on, I pretty much said, I think I even tweeted, like, that's a wrap. If, if, that, that, if that's how this game's going right. to go, that's a wrap. Mm -hmm. and, and sure enough, that's how it went. And you saw that, I mean, again, we, didn't, we, we talked about it a lot when Hayward went down, that in order to overcome that, you're going to need Marcus to step up. And he didn't offensively. It was still enough, but, you know, uh, to get past uh, Toronto. But, you, right. I mean, to get past or Philly, Philly yeah. you knew that. But here, exactly that. First possession, boom. Celtics get a stop, swing it, to, you know, they get it, swing it to the corner, Marcus hits yeah. a three. That And again, what a great sign. And then he hits another one, and you're like, uh-oh. And it just looked yeah. like he gets that confidence going when he does that, you know. And it just – he felt more in control offensively and more confident throughout the game, which is just – I mean, again, Jimmy, you said it. Look at the box score. It's unreal. 21 from Tatum, 18 from Walker, 21 from Smart. 17 from Brown, who didn't shoot great, but he seemed like he was really all, you know, yeah. everywhere. And, I mean, just the, the plus minuses, Walker 25, Smart 27. You know, like – Crazy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Toronto's starters were badly We, we haven't even here. mentioned mm -hmm. Kemba Walker. We haven't even mentioned him yet. Yeah. And, honestly, like, on both ends of the court today, I thought he was exceptional. I mean, he he's, he's the guy – even as good as Jason Tatum is, you know, if, if Kemba Walker has the ball – at the end of a quarter, at the end of the game, I mean that guy. When 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 the when the seconds are ticking down, I just feel like he he turns it on to another level. And I mean, we saw the the three pointer at the end of the second quarter. I just thought he kind of gave them exactly you know why they brought him here. You know, that's exactly the type of performance you got from today. I got a little nervous when he went down. I I was I was hoping and praying it wasn't that left knee. Apparently, it was I, I'm some nervous. sort of left leg injury, but it didn't look like it was favoring the knee after that. Yeah, I'm a little. I was a little nervous there. And Bobby, we were talking about it again offline. That I don't know if it looked like he lacked a little explosion. I don't know if he was a little tentative because he didn't want to mm -hmm. tweak it. Maybe he was a tad off. I'm hoping that's something that uh, ends up not being an issue because you know he he's been kind of a lingering injury guy. You know, he moved well. He moved well the rest of the game. And yeah. I, that that when he got stuck in the corner and threw out a ton of crossovers to get it to, I think it was Wanamaker yeah. who ended up missing the shot after. I was like, all right, he's, he's still moving well. I, th I thought he was excellent today. We talked so much about him coming in as a defensive um, possible mismatch for nah. Toronto, and he didn't get stuck. They don't attack him, and he moves so well. He switches so well. They do a ton of off-ball switching, and this is what I love about this series. Like Each team is moving so much off the ball defensively, finding the better matchups. You saw Toronto do that too. Like they just both these teams react to each other in such a fluent way. And I just I don't even think there'll be another game like today when it's such a blowout because Toronto they did things right. And John, as you always say, they just didn't hit the shots to yeah. you know follow up all the That's good it. things yeah. that they yeah, did. Yeah. Everything's a lot easier when you shoot forty four percent from three. You know, I mean <laughs> mm -hmm. it's it, sure. it is it is what it is. I mean that's the reality of it. And you know I, I said it too 
they played Brooklyn. I know the Celtics breezed through Philly, but they had to work for all four of those wins. Toronto just walked through Brooklyn like it was nothing, and this was a new level of intensity that they haven't seen yet. There's no doubt about it. No matter what, the Philly Philly's gonna you know Philly was somewhat of a test, even though it felt like none of those games were ever really in question. They were. I mean, there was three losable games out of the four, so you had to play. You know, yeah. with at least focus and intensity throughout Brooklyn, right? You know, after game one, that was a joke. So there wasn't, uh, there was never that 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 series was never in doubt. Right. And yeah, they, and they haven't played a meaningful game. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a cakewalk series, and they didn't play a meaningful game in the bubble because they were locked into a two seed. So you're right. This this kicks it up two levels for them. Well, is that a problem then? Because now it's, you're you're basically saying they haven't played a, a meaningful game in in five months. You know, so. So can you turn it on? If you if you're what you're saying is that they haven't turned it on yet, can they I, flip I look, a switch I, like that? I'm not saying it. What I'm saying at the front is not that Toronto's bad and not that the series is over, but at what point do we have enough evidence that the Celtics are a difficult matchup for them? And there's something. Oh, yeah. else. oh there was no and, doubt about and that. that. And that's the thing is that's what really what it's about is it, it, there's something here that isn't that Toronto struggles with with the Celtics. They they're able to check them kind of you know. There's there's not mismatches for their on their except for some size, but I don't know that that's exploitable in this case, and that's that's the thing. I'm not really sure where Toronto is going to make up the difference. They have to play that, you know, really good. I mean, look, the Celtics seem to check them wherever their strengths are. They're really good transition offense, but the Celtics have one of the best transition defenses. You know, they have. They have some size, but it didn't look like uh, the Gasol versus uh, Tice thing is really going to play. Is going to play in their favor in the series, and they're they're an extra pass team, and that's fine. But the Celtics are great at chasing the ball, and you know, and and, and getting out on the shooters. And the Celtics today seemed like that team that was making all the extra passes on offense. Uh, you know, twenty five assists and always looking for open shooters. So it's just. Everything Toronto did, the Celtics seemed to either check it or to do it a little bit better. And we've seen that now in a couple of games in a row and throughout the course of the season. I think Siakam is really the, the, the key guy here for the Raptors. Because if he gets a ball on the floor, if he's scoring off the dribble, if he's scoring in ISO situations, then the Celtics are going to have a problem. You're going to see more double teams come his way. You're going to see more open looks. Because that's when the Celtics struggle, right? If the Toronto Raptors start draining three-pointers and start winning the rebounding game, then you see the Celtics right. struggle. Again, and I think um, also look for the Raptors to go back to that 2-3 zone. You saw that in the second quarter or it was the second half um, when they came out. They had that 7-0 run. Uh, Celtics were able to adjust. But this is a chess match. You know, it really is. When you, when, when you boil it down to uh, Nick Nurse versus Brad Stevens, that's really what it comes down to, a chess match between those two. And the assets that they both have, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to, to see how they counter each other because, again, like I said from the top, I think the series is far from over. I really I'm gonna, and I don't disagree, but I'm looking at this comment here, and I do think I think you know a lot of times you talk about like what the Celtics need to do against teams, like you look at a Milwaukee or this or that. It's always when you need to be perfect that it's hard to sustain that over a seven game series. I don't feel that Toronto needs to be perfect. I just don't think they have a huge margin for error against the Celtics versus whereas the the other way I believe that the Celtics do, and I don't know, maybe it's Mm -hmm. just. Again, we've seen so much of uh, of the Celtics. You, you obviously are, have, you know, have a greater understanding for what they do and don't do. But everything we've seen of Toronto, it really feels like they've got to play a really clean game over and over again. What works in their favor is they've done that throughout the course of the year. As we said, they won 35 out of 40 games down the stretch. So they are a team that can consistently put up good performances. We just haven't seen it against Boston. 
What do you what do you think of Kyle Lowry in this one, Jimmy? Because I look at him and I said coming in, I picked Toronto in seven, but I was like, if this guy looks off at all, I'm gonna back off that a little bit because he is the most important player. He makes shots from all levels, he runs the offense, and defensively he's a menace and gets the transition game going. I thought he was okay today, but it wasn't the thirty point Lowry that we saw in game one of the Brooklyn series. Okay is is the best I think Kyle Lowry would say he was today too. I mean, that wasn't a Kyle Kyle Lowry that, you know, helped get them an NBA title last year. And I don't know how much of it is due to the ankle or how much of it is due to rust or, or what it might be. Um, but certainly, you know, he is the, you know, leader of that team for all intents and purposes. And when he's going, I think the Raptors are going. And you can say that about the Celtics with, you know, Jason Tatum or Kemba Walker or whoever. But a lot of the things we John just mentioned is, you know, you need the – all these things need to go right for the Raptors to beat the Celtics. Well, we used to say that about the Celtics, but a lot of those things are going right. Marcus Smart is is going right. You know, um, Tice is going right. Jalen Brown has completely stepped up his game, you know, from before the stoppage to now. So it feels like the Celtics are the team that's now sort of clicking on all cylinders, and the Raptors are suddenly the team that, well, they need all these things to go right. And I don't know if they have the talent. For all those things, well, that's it, it, it comes down to t- the NBA is yeah, talent. but see, that's the thing they do talent have talent. always rise, but do they have more talent than the Celtics? Is what I'm what I, if the Celtics if, if they have Lowry, if they have Lowry and Siakam going like they can, they do. But on a day like today, where Siakam's out of the fold, where Lowry's just okay, right. you suddenly see a team that has a massive Vince talent Lee, gap and it shows in the, in the score, yeah. And that's another one, he he. He got back down a few times. He got beat up on defense, and then on the offensive end, he's just staying a few feet too back on the three-point line. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can hit those, but you see Boston's length come into play. This game, more than any, made me realize, after all these years, we watched the Celtics, and we were like, all right, can they make up the talent gap back to those Isaiah years? And then 18, they get hurt. 19, it's all screwed up. This year, it finally looks like other teams are playing them and are like, all right, we can't make up for all the shooting they have, for all this explosiveness right. they have offensively. That's what I was saying, is I feel like Toronto has to play near mm-hmm. perfect to match the Celtics. And again, it's a strange position after all of these years where you always felt in order for the Celtics to get to the finals or to win it, they had to play up, you know? Whereas right. Milwaukee might be the only team you feel that for. And again, on a straight talent level, I don't know that I feel that this year with a full roster on both teams with the Celtics and Milwaukee. And I certainly feel like the, the only reason this series might have been, not might have been close, any series can be close, but the Hayward was the great equalizer where you're wondering, is that going to affect that talent gap they have, which I believe they have over, over Toronto. And they still, still looked like they had it today. It just means uh, Toronto has a lot of players who do a lot of good things. I just feel like the Celtics have a lot of upper echelon players that it's, it's hard. It's hard when they're all going. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? You look at, you know, the last couple of years and, you know, the playoff run that we've seen from the Celtics. And now you see what Jason Tatum's going through, you know, third year. This is a rookie who is uh, a game away from the NBA finals. Right. Heading into this series, though, which is interesting. I, I realized this like a, a last week after the Celtics concluded their last series. Uh, he's the best player in the series. Like, and it's not even up for debate. This is the first time in his career that, that we're able I to agree. Speak, and it's not even a debate. So I think. To John's point earlier, when you mentioned uh, he seemed kind of loose out there, seemed like he was kind of – I think going into it, he knows that, and he knows that he has to channel that energy in, in specific times, and he did a really good job of doing that. He didn't get too excited in that first quarter. I thought Siakam got a little too excited. I thought Kyle Lowry was a little too anxious when the Celtics got out to a huge lead. And I think when if you rattle those two guys early and often, 
this is just the, the, I don't want to say the Raptors fold completely, but it's just they're, they, they beat themselves up, you know, like all game long. And they somewhat hung out, hung around with the Celtics, but they couldn't go get over that hump. And Tatum had a lot to do with that. Right. That's a Chris microphone, Josue. I want <laughs> you sound good on there. Oh, um, do I? Thank you. I, I, my new laptop, I guess. <laughs> you know who looked like their front man actually in this one was Serge Ibaka, especially in that second he quarter did. run, leading the transition, hitting all those threes, got yep. into it with Tice until yeah. Tice got into his head. Until yeah, Tice, I'm not giving yeah. him credit for Tice. That was that was his mistake. Tice got yeah. into his head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, and he can be a little bit of a hothead. I mean, we've seen him get into some sh- shouting matches and physical matches out there in the court in the past. So that might yeah. be something that Tice, you know, going from Embiid to Ibaka, you know, these are these are two guys that emotionally you can kind of get under their skin and maybe and and maybe I, you know there's a bit I, of an advantage there. Do you start Ibaka because I do? Yeah, I think yeah, I think you. Yeah, I think, I think that's the move. I, I don't even think it's a question, honestly. Um, yeah. I, and Gasol yeah. was so important for them last year, but this hasn't been the same guy this year. I don't even think so. with all the weight loss he, you know, was able to accomplish over yeah, that. Yeah, but against this team, no, nah, no, no chance. Yeah, yeah no chance. What now? Plus, the way Ibaka's been trying to beat up Tice too. I mean, if you're Nick Nurse, you have you want more of that. You want to intimidate him a bit. You don't want him to get out there, go out there and keep getting flagrants. But they have Chris Boucher too, who I like, and didn't play at all in this one. So yeah. they they have they have a few options to mix it up at the center spot for sure. What I want to know is where are the Toronto fans because they did Come so on. much chirping. No, there every time we do a video um, and we put it on CLNS on our oh, YouTube yeah, everywhere. These guys are chirping, and I there's nobody in our chats right now. There's just a lot of Brad Stevens is a genius, <laughs> you know. And they cleared out federal defense. Yeah, it must be a uh, it must music. be a beautiful day in Toronto. I'm sure they're all outside. They're already preparing yeah, for so. game two. They get oh here's game. one. This series will go seven. Burley, I thought you were one of us. I could be. I, could I agree. Be I'm still I'm still sticking to seven. I am. Siakam is a literal raptor because he's short. <laughs> oh, man. They ain't that short. Let's go, Boston. That's a good one. Thank you, Zane. Sure. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your input. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say, though, this team, I, I give the Celtics so much credit. Go. Raptors fans Jones, are here. Though? It's only game one. It's only game one. <laughs> modest. A modest bunch, as we always knew them. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, it's, uh, it's. Oh yeah, definitely. The second, the the first <laughs> loss the Celtics get, they'll be all over this. It's gonna be like a waterfall. Joe Sway took some heavy artillery from Raptors fans oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, he was going to war in the comments section. I, we I, here. Got, I got a good laugh. Yeah, they all got right. me. They pulled me in, man. They wrote me in that time. You know. <laughs> they did. They did. But did but, they look? I mean, did they look kind of boring today, though. I don't know. What did you think, Jimmy? I thought this game was a blast. Yeah. I <laughs> loved it. Not so much. Yo, when did you become Raptors. a diehard Raptors fan? Look at Bobby. <laughs> I enjoy watching these two teams play. I really do. And this series is going to be Sorry. great. We'll be back after game two, and I'll, I'll get it. But I'll quiet down for the rest yeah, of the is, 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 Tice likes the Raptors almost as much as he hates Cantor. Well, I mean, the Celtics, <laughs> I, you look at them now. They're 4-1 and one against, they're, they're four no, and one against this team this year. They've proven it. They've had some blowout wins, including that bubble one, which you can't discount now. So more credit to them. They got themselves a great path here in this Eastern Conference. I don't know. When's that Bucks heat series begin? Probably tomorrow, right? Probably, I mean, that's yeah. that's going to be a grind over there. So the Celtics are happy no matter what happens here that they have no part of that. All right, guys. Bobby, I'm well, gonna, Bobby hold on but, one second. Can I, can I, can I start, jump in one second, okay? Um, I got to do one thing here. And, Bobby, don't get mad, okay? 
I'm, I'm going to bench oh, you for two seconds. Okay. Swap them out. We are going to bring in the legendary Mike Petralia. Okay? Mike, I can't see enough of you without the banner. So I'm going to take it off the screen because this isn't about the Celtics postgame show. This is now a Mike Petralia tribute celebration show. Mike, for those of you who have missed it, is 27 years in the business. He is the reason CLNS exists at this point because of his massive contributions putting us on the map. And he announced that he is stepping away from the daily grind of the Boston sports media game after 27 years. He is one of the true legends of Boston sports media, and he's here joining us to say hi, hopefully to give wow. some thoughts on the game, and to tell anybody out there who's watching uh, just whatever is on your mind. But Trags, welcome. I appreciate that, John. And um, I want to apologize to Jimmy Toscano for not including him in the uh, column that I wrote today. So, uh, Jimmy, please... <laughs> Uh, let me take this time to uh, thank you as well for your, your assistance and your help. Josue, I included you in a photo captions. Gotcha. We can go okay. in. I can, I, I, I'll go in and edit it, and I'm going to make my part bigger, too. I can't actually hear, <laughs> hear Trags right now. You cannot? Jimmy, leave and come back so you can hear him. That's oh, it. man. I appreciate that, Trags. No, I really do. You're, you're very welcome, Josue. I was actually thinking of you before we started recording. I'm like, man, I can't believe it. I got to reach out to Trags. As soon as we're done, I was going to reach out to you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was. Jimmy, a go. Lot of, it was a lot of emotional energy putting that column together, but one that I absolutely, positively knew had to be written. And when you spend that long, almost three decades, three full decades in one area, covering what I've been blessed to cover, you got to put it down on paper so that um, people can appreciate what you've had the privilege uh, mm -hmm. of covering. And um, it was just, you know, what you try to do in any column like that is add a personal touch to it because everybody knows, right, what's happened in the last 25 years of Boston sports. It's un been unprecedented. It's been incredible. Definitely. But when you write a column like that, it's about, you know, how did those experiences impact me and how did they impact the people who read what I had to write about it how were they impacted so that's kind of what i tried to capture you did a terrific job with it tracks you really did man and um, i'm i'm honestly i was i was bummed out i've you know we've had the privilege of working together uh for uh, wei and then now for clns media and um i'm gonna say man if or whenever we head back to the garden it's just it will not be the same without without you tracks it really it really won't be the same all right Jimmy, we can't hear you at all, buddy. We're going to toss oh, you. Man. Oh, poor Jimmy. We're going to bring him back. and He'll pop back in there. I'll let Bobby Manning say hi. Bobby? Tregs! How you doing? <laughs> I had no clue. It caught me off guard today, and it is emotional. It really is. And I got to do a couple. Oh. Uh, you know what? We can only do... I guess Trags is taking all the bandwidth out of the room. <laughs> Jimmy, Wait. can you hear nah, Jimmy's him? Jimmy's starting now. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I couldn't hear Trags to start, but I did hear a second time around. But I just wanted to say, first of all, I was completely floored to see that tweet from Trags today because I'm so used to seeing Trags tweets. Usually, it's from like some high school game, obscure high school game, or some obscure college <laughs> football game. I had no idea what was going on, but it was actually like, oh my god, what I never thought I would see the day that Trags, you know, hangs it up, kind of, I guess, on the Boston sports team. But I will say this. You know, obviously, I, I don't have a sliver of, of the success or notoriety that Trags had, but getting into the sports reporting scene, Trags was one of the first guys that I, I had, you know, known. He was one of the first guys to really embrace social media and really, like, see the, the worth there. And he's one of the first guys to really take me in. And, and I, I learned so much 
covering sports. And I, I almost, I hate to say it, I felt like a mini Trags at points in my career because I was, I was, you know, Trags, you can, you can probably remember me, you know, tagging along for Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins. And sure enough, I would always see Trags there. Usually the, one of the first guys there, he's got his microphone, he's got his recorder, mm-hmm. he's writing, huffing and puffing, swearing about something usually. But you know, <laughs> that, that is true. I mean, this, this guy is literally, I, mean, I, re- I read the column and, and it's so true. I mean, he's seen it all. I mean, when you talk about Boston sports, I mean, this guy has probably written an article or a column on every major and minor sporting event that's occurred over the last 20 plus years. I mean, really, it, it, it is a true testament to, to your work ethic and, and your success. So why now? I, I guess really when people say, well, why don't you just keep on doing it? I've seen enough. And at some point you want to accept a different kind of cha- challenge in your life. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've, I've seen it all. I've enjoyed it all. I've seen the ups and the downs. And now it's time to move on. And that's kind of how I view uh, Boston sports uh, in terms of my perspective on it. And I got to take a grade A slice of steak yeah, uh, <laughs> of what I was able to savor and uh, and then an incredible uh, dessert to go on top of it. So it, it's been an incredible 27 years, but this is now really a time for the next chapter in my life, professionally and personally. And that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. And uh, Trags, as like I said, we can't possibly uh, 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 express or verbalize how much your contributions will be missed, both in terms of just your indefatigable nature, going into the field after going, working, doing other jobs, being all over the place. I don't, I don't Everywhere. think Trags, I don't think Trags has slept in 27 years. Okay, no, and yeah. if, if he has, it's only been like two hours well, a day, especially okay. the last five years or so. He definitely right. has. And I mean, the, the, about a bunch the, of work. Fortunately, the, the grind and the effort. Yeah, and look, we are. We have to be honest. We we have some young people at this company who learned under the wings of Mike Petralia and what he what he was able to teach. Both in terms of you got to want it, you got to get after it, you got to put in the work. And here's the right way to do it. And a lot of people don't know this coming into the business because some people are thrown in cold and they're not lucky enough to have a Mike Petralia figure who is there to say. Don't do it like that. Do it right. like this, but in a respectful way. And he's not giving you shit. He's just mm-hmm. telling you, if you want to be a pro, here's how you act like a pro. And he's done that for 27 straight years. And I don't think a lot of people can boast that. And you know what else, too? He's going to tell you, you did a great job. And let me tell you right now, Trags, those compliments always went a long way when he came from you, Trags. Honestly, uh, one of well, my I appreciate that, hardest working guys I know. And yeah, you know, he's going to let you know, especially those first couple of years. And when I was with WEI, I was really, you know, showing me the ropes and uh, things that I shouldn't do, but yeah, you know, tries honestly uh, from the bottom of my heart, man. Like, just congrats on an amazing career. Uh, thank you for, the, for your guidance, uh, for your advice, your compliments. They go, they go such a long way, and um, honestly, I, I like this day, this moment makes me want to like step my game up times a hundred just to show you, you know, sort of how you planted these seeds, so to speak. I appreciate you, Trax. Seriously, honestly, man, yeah. congratulations. I co-sign with you guys. So the one thing I'll correct John on is Trags definitely will give you shit. I mean, that is something. <laughs> yeah. that, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That is, that is something that he will do. And honestly, I appreciate that because, man, Trags, you know, I mean, it could be a grind. There's a lot of long nights. There's a lot of long days. Fenway Park until 2, 3 in the morning. And, oh, and you, need to have, you need to have that humor. Where's Joe Sway? How many times? I can't believe this. My car is parked in the in the lot. Uh, here we go. How many times, Joe Sway? 
did I stomp my feet in front of Sierra asking where the athlete is going to How many times did I do that? Every oh, other game? So what's that track? One time you turned the corner and you were like, Joe Sway, you like screamed it. And I was talking to Chevy Ojale and you're like, I'm so sorry. Keep going. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah. Chevy looks at me and goes, dude, I think, I think you got to go, man. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got to go. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it's, it's part of the adventure. And so, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to squeeze one more freebie out of your tracks and ask you what you thought about the game. Cause it is yeah, a show. Okay. So, I'm going to be a, this is total disclosure. I was out playing tennis with my younger daughter, Emma. Okay. We'll tell you that the series is over. Go. Yeah. 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 Because the Celtics won the first game <laughs> and because they have the better coach, even though they're playing the defending NBA champions. It's Correct. over. Right. Yeah, um, it was a bit of a mismatch looking type game today, but I don't think it'll be like that throughout the series. I think I think Gordon Hayward's going to be uh, if he continues what he's done in the postseason. I, that's the one difference maker this year in the postseason for the Celtics that I don't think they had last year, and I think that's going to be a huge difference if and when he comes back from. When is the baby due? Anybody know? Should be soon, right? September, right, a couple of days yeah. soon. The way he had been playing, though, is kind of my point. The way he had been playing, if he comes back, he's a huge difference maker, something that they didn't have last year. Yeah, and that's the thing is, right, you're looking at Toronto. And, again, this is why you thought the edge would go to the Celtics with a Hayward uh, involved because you subtract Leonard from one side. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's a big one. But, yeah, Toronto's been playing up over their heads all year. Hard to say that this one's over. But, uh, you know, uh, Trax, do they have basketball in Cincinnati? I mean, what are you going to do? Okay, well, it's all about what, college what hoops. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's what, all what? about college hoops. It's Xavier and Cincinnati, the best rival, second best rivalry in college yeah, basketball. Trax going to be in heaven watching those yeah. guys. I, there's no Royals anymore, Trax. So, you know, there's, no. I, no they, are, they are the Sacramento They're Kings. They're the Kings, yeah. removed. Yeah. Trax, can we, can we eventually expect to see – to see you pop up on some Ohio coverage here and there? Or, or? Uh, I think so. that's kind of what I hinted at towards the yeah. end of the column is, you know, I'd still like to do this, um, you know, have a voice in sports from Southwest Ohio. And I certainly could wind up doing that. There's no question about that. There is the uh, certainly the possibility of uh, contributing to CLNS down the road. I talked with John about that and mentioned that. But uh, in terms of, you know, my day-to-day coverage of Boston sports, that's kind of why I wrote what I wrote today is, sure. you know, that's done. I mean, that's yeah. you know pretty much finished. I'm what are you going to miss the most? Sleep now. There you go, Trace. Well, that's a tough one. That uh, I, I would say, I'd say the games themselves. I'd say the the Patriots and the Bruins, because um, the Bru- uh, there's something about covering hockey that really appeals to me, and especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. When I say hockey, I'd say the Stanley Cup playoffs. When I say the Bruins and the Stanley Cup playoffs, and certainly covering the Patriots for as long as I did, and the relationships I have inside that organization, that's you know I'm going to miss that. There's something about, I think, football. I mean, just covering all sport. I love just the Monday going into the game and just piecing it all together leading up to the game and saying, okay, this is what I've done this week. You know, here we go. Let's see how everything makes sense or doesn't make sense when this game goes. And then just the elevator down to the to the locker room after has always been something I, I thought was cool. I imagine you'll miss, miss that, that feeling, I guess. Uh, I'm not going to miss a lot of the grunt work that went along with covering sure. some of those games, but um, uh, again, I'll miss the relationships inside the press box. Um, I actually will miss writing my column, you know, two hours after the game. That was one of my favorite parts mm. of covering the Patriots was 
you know, kind of encapsulating what was the biggest takeaway or the one or two or three biggest takeaways from what I just saw the last three hours. That was the fun part. And it's quiet. All the idiots have left. You know, right about that. There's some really mediocre pizza up in the press box, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on the red level. You go down, you get a slice or two, you write it, and it's just peaceful and calm. You drive home, there's no one on the road. It is the, the end of that. Is the end of that? Is, is so yeah. right about that. He yeah, no really idea. yeah. it is. I, I like that, and I also like Trags, and you're one of these guys too. I love getting there full, five hours prior to the game, going up into the press box, yeah. having your coffee, and just getting set, you know. And and that's another nice thing. So yeah, and making all- sure all of my equipment is in the place that I want it to be. <laughs> right. in last second among people who are already set up. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's uh, I, I'm sure you're going to keep doing it. What I will say is uh, computers and the internet, I believe, work in Ohio. So I think um, we're, we you, we can I absolutely a couple of mo- weeks ago. Yeah, we, we did a site <laughs> site survey. So uh, yes. we we can absolutely have you on the remote. Uh, products like this whenever whenever you're ready you're where you're we're here with open arms so uh it's still your beat even if you're not here grinding like you were for the last 27 years i'd still like to have a voice on some of the podcasts i mean look one of the things that clns has done and has really opened my eyes to wide open uh is the podcasting platform And that is bigger now than it's ever been. Right. Uh, and I think it's only going to get bigger. John, you can speak to that more than I can. Uh, and also the video platform, uh, that's going to be a bigger and bigger deal as well. And I think CLNS is on the leading edge of both of those uh, entities and both of those, um, you know, yeah. Well, largely yeah. because of you, Meg. So uh, again, we thank you. Um, we're going to put on bow on the post game since you didn't see it. We're going to wrap it up with the three of us. Say goodbye to you. Well, not goodbye. Say we'll see you later. Yeah. Say you know thank right. you. We love yes. you, man. Thank you very much, Mike. We'll be, we'll be in touch. We'll see you so on the. Appreciate you all. Yeah, and guys, uh, thank you, Josue, Jimmy. One last word for Mike. Uh, good luck with everything. Stay in touch. And I can't wait to see uh, what what's next for you, man. Seriously, Thank personally you. and professionally. I say uh, safe travels. Thanks for everything. And, uh, you know, you always got a home here in Boston. Definitely. All right, Mikey. You got it, Jimmy. Take care, John. Thanks yeah, for everything. See you guys. All right, guys. Hang in here. That was Mike Petralia for those. That was a quick program interruption for anybody out there trags for you don't those who don't know and everybody should uh has been covering boston sports for 27 years he's going to be stepping away for a little bit but i guarantee you will see him on clns uh in the very near future if not no doubt like yeah (laughs) soon so he he needs it he doesn't know it but he he needs the ground he he needs it he needs it like air but i mean again literally commute from (laughs) ohio that's just what he wants to do he's like hi John, here's my schedule for the week. I'm only gonna make. I'm only gonna make it to three games from, from yeah. Ohio. I don't know if I can get to the socks from the Bruins next year, but but I will cover that presser. Um, so putting a bow on the Celtics again. Uh, you know we're two to one here, and the series is over category. But we'll see. Game two, you're right. You got to see something. You got to see something drastic from Toronto to feel like they're back. That they that they can make a dent in this series because right now, like I said, it does look like. Uh, Celtics have their number a little bit. So uh, in addition to starting Ibaka, Josue, what else do you think Toronto – I mean, uh, and just make shots, but what else does Toronto need to do here? Um, I want to see some more uh, some some uh, ISO for – for um, uh, not Van Fleet. I'm trying to blink right now. What the heck is – Lowry? Uh, 
Siakam, Siakam, Jesus. Oh, um, I don't think trying to get it to him down low and beat up the Celtics is, is, is going to be the, the, the game plan. Because it looked like that was the case in that first quarter against the Celtics. I think that's how they started things off. They wanted Siakam to, to, to get things going down low. But I, I'm looking for him to uh, off the dribble, get his offense going, and then uh, try to free up Kyle Lowry. I just think it's really important. Uh, Van Fleet, he'll, he'll get his buckets. He'll get his. Uh, it starts with those two guys. I agree with Chester. I think it's it's all about Siakam. I mean, they, they essentially took him out of the game, what, within the first eight minutes or even less. So, um, you know, they got to get him going early. They didn't go to score today by any stretch. I mean, they had nobody that was feeling it. They had nobody that they could hand the ball to and say, you know, do your thing. And a lot of that, listen, when you pick up three fouls early on, you're, you're playing a completely different style of basketball. You can't get hot. So they were, you know, they were kind of doing from the start in that sense. So I think that, that yeah. What you get him in transition, and listen, the, the Celtics aren't going to win every game by 20 points. I, I, I expect them to win the series, but, you know, we're having a good time joking around. But at some point, you know, we're going to be talking about a Celtics loss. Of course. There's no question about it. Uh, Bobby, um, can you hear everybody on here? Yeah, we got you. Bobby, I'm sorry. No matter what we did there, when it seemed one would jump on, they wouldn't be able to hear. So Bobby didn't get a chance to say bye to Trags, but we want to get his thoughts here to wrap the game. Uh, and we're looking ahead to game two. We talked about – uh, things that Toronto needs to needs to get going to kind of make a series of it um, and not make a series, just show that, you know, they can hang. Yeah, you brought up the Gasol-Abaka thing. I don't know if they'll flip them, but Gasol probably needs less than 25, which was high in this one, especially in a blowout too. You think that's most of the minutes that this game actually mattered. Uh, the Siakam stuff is inherently going to flip this around. If he's able to play more in the next game, they're going to be so much better defensively. And... It, it does come down to Van Fleet. Is he going to be able to find his space, his shooting? He's so crucial to everything they do. Uh, coming into this one, 58% from three in the playoffs. Like Those three guys are going to be central to them getting back in these games. Baca especially. like He, he should be chasing Tice in and out of this game. And then use Chris Boucher, who's an athletic, long center, who can uh, try to battle a little bit better with Robert Williams out there. Like Gasol, I guess use him if you see Cantor in this one. But they're going to have to play the matchups like Stevens did in this one. And that's what Stevens got right here. All right. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, game two was 5.30, I believe. Yep. 5.30 on Tuesday. We'll be back for it. Um, you can catch all of our stuff here on our uh, YouTube channel. We're going to have a few reports coming in after the game. Uh, we'll be doing post game after every single game. Um, so, obviously, uh, you know, uh, feel free be, make sure you you come in live for all of those our website clnsmedia.com um, and a fleet of podcasts emanating from the network that are going to be talking about this series and all things Celtics and all sorts of sports throughout the week as well so for Josue Pavone Jimmy Toscano Bobby Manning we will see you guys on